0: From points across California, you're listening to the Disneyland edition of the Diz Unplugged. This is the Diz Unplugged Disneyland Edition, episode 494 for the week of September 6th, 2015. The Diz Unplugged Disneyland Edition is brought to you by Dreams Unlimited Travel, helping you plan the perfect Disneyland vacation. Visit them on the web at www.dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. Hello everyone and welcome to the show. I am your host Tom Bell and I'm joined by my good friends Nancy Johnson, Mary Jo malata and Michael Bowling. And in this segment, Mary Jo takes a day six drive... To the Long Beach Aquarium. I've, I, I, you know, this is actually something I've never even heard of, so this is kind of cool.
1: Oh, really? Cool. You've never heard of the Aquarium of the Pacific?
0: Oh, okay. Yeah, that I've heard of.
1: Bingo. <laughs> <laughs> it used
2: to be called the Long Beach Aquarium of the Pacific, and now they dropped off Long Beach, and now they just call it Aquarium of the Pacific. Ah, so. okay. So. And this adventure takes place, like I said, in the nearby Long Beach at the Long Beach Aquarium, and as part of the combo package also a whale watching trip oh, and nice. yes despite living in los angeles area since i was two i have never been on a whale watch before in our area well period and with wow. my nephews coming i know right well puked you puked overboard
1: and you <laughs> haven't never well nancy that was after your prom <laughs> i lived in the midwest i couldn't puke <laughs> overboard <laughs>
2: never ever so my nephews were coming up for the weekend, and we thought it would be a perfect opportunity to take advantage of visiting the aquarium and going whale watching too, because I had also never been to the aquarium either. So um, the Aquarium of the Pacific, it's a rather newcomer to our area as far as the attractions go. It was built in 1998, and it stands on five acres of ground. And today this area is very different than it was back in the 1950s, 60s, and even the 70s. In those days, there was an amusement park. Does anybody know the name of that amusement park? Long Beach. Very famous. It was called Uh, the Pike. Oh, okay. It was the Pike. Just
1: like in the little shop in
2: DCA. So the Pike, of course, it's um, one of the inspirations for Paradise Pier at Disney's California Adventure. And I remember going there when I was probably eight, nine years old. And in those days, the pike was kind of getting run down. But when you're that age, you really don't know. We just, I just remember going on the wooden roller coaster and a lot of the other fun things over there. But I'll talk more about that on my next podcast about our Southern California beaches. Today, I'm just going to say um, that what used to be offshore from the pike is now nicely filled in and it's landfill and the aquarium sits there next to Rainbow Harbor, excuse me, Rainbow Harbor which is named for a Horseshoe Pier that used to be in that vicinity. Today, the aquarium is the largest one in Southern California, and it has about 500 different species of animals and about 11,000 animals there. The focus of the aquarium is the inhabitants of the Pacific Ocean, which makes sense, Aquarium of the Pacific, and it has exhibits both indoors and outdoors, which surprised me when I visited it because I was only expecting to see the indoor tanks, and I thought it was kind of going to be kind of small. So that's probably one of the reasons why it took me so long to visit it, because I didn't expect it to be as big as it is. Um, I recently visited the aquarium with my son Nicholas, his girlfriend Yasmin, and my favorite nephews ever, Thomas and Daniel. We went on a beautiful sunny Saturday, and despite not getting there right when it opened, I, usually, I almost always go to places right when they open so I can beat the crowds. But we slept in because we had spent a full day at Disneyland the day before, And so we didn't get there until early afternoon. And even though we got there in early afternoon, we were still able to see a majority of the exhibits. And we also didn't have any real issues parking, which I was happy about. There's a multi-story parking structure right across from the aquarium entrance. And if you take your ticket, parking ticket into the aquarium, you can validate it. And then your parking is $8 for the day. Otherwise it would be a lot more. So I had purchased the tickets online. And we were able to go right up to the doors to enter the aquarium where we were given little guidebooks. And I re- recommend that before you go off and start exploring in there, take a look at the guidebooks to see the timetable for the shows and the exhibits and also to check out the various features to enhance your stay. Um, they also have a, an app that's available for free that you can download from the website, which has an audio tour. So you just pop in your head, your earbuds and you can um, listen At certain areas of the aquarium, you can either read your book, the guidebook to tell you about that particular exhibit, or listen to the app. And the app also has other interactive things that are pretty cool over there. Um, There are a number of areas, like I said, throughout the aquarium that are synced to the book and the app. In addition, we saw the aquarium staff, some volunteers at many of the exhibits ready to explain in further detail what we were looking at I found the people working there to be very helpful. Um, Nancy, I know you've been there before. Did you find... Yeah, this, was it an anomaly or are they always that helpful?
1: No, they're always that nice. Um We used to be members at the uh, Aquarium of the Pacific, but there's only like so many cool things around town you can be a member of and still, you know, feed your family. Um yeah. So I... I've always enjoyed it. I've found the staff easy to talk to, um, very knowledgeable. The volunteers that work there are very well trained. I thought so. And and it's just fun. I mean, even from the moment you walk in and step under that big, giant blue whale and its calf.
2: Right. That, so, that, I mean, that's the first thing that draws your attention. When you walk in, there's a huge model of a blue whale suspended from the ceiling. And so of course we took our picture right when we got in and then your eyes are drawn to the back. There's this huge aquarium. It's called the blue. It's a replica of the blue cavern at Catalina Island. So mm-hmm. you, we went back there before we even started looking around at the other exhibits, et cetera. But it's an exact, re- pretty much an exact replica of the cavern over there with the various fish that are found in Southern California.
1: And well, And what's we were- cool is if, if you, Did you walk in at the right time when a diver was in there? Because the divers go in there, like, almost every half an hour or hour. It wasn't hour. That,
2: They have the hours. They have the times posted when the divers are there. So we went there to watch the divers. And what's cool, like Nancy said, the divers go in there, and they one of them has a microphone. So he talks to the audience about the fish, and he answers questions. So you have a staff member with a microphone who... Hold it up to whoever has a question. Of course, a lot of kids were there and they talked to them or to any adult. And at first, my son was like, There's no way that that diver is talking to all of us. And we were watching because he thought it was pre recorded and no, it was live. He was actually talking. So I thought that was really cool that they did that.
1: That's pretty so, commonplace now with most um most aquarium shows. We saw that up at the Seattle aquarium this summer. So okay. and I know that they've done that in Monterey. So that's become a standard um communication tool now, an education tool in aquariums. The aquarium in the Pacific's like really top notch as far as their technology and their communication. But I will let you go on.
2: Thank you. <laughs> um, it's divided into various sections. And and interject wherever you want to, Nancy, because I know you've been there several times. Okay. And this was our first time. They have the Southern California Baja Gallery. They have what they call the Amber Forest, which is a kelp forest. And they have the animals that depend on the kelp, like mackerel, opal eye, Garibaldi. And if anybody has been to Catalina Island or to any of our seas, there's a bright orange fish or we like to say goldfish because we're the golden state and it's called Garibaldi. It's very distinctive. It's against a lot of to fish them. So they, it's kind of cool to see them, but they have those there. They have rockfish and others. They also have an exhibit of the Gulf of California, which has, which I thought was the really close, one of my favorite. It was the Cortez Rainbow Rassi. It's a little, um, it's kind of a small fish, but every color under the rainbow It was very cool. Uh, long-nosed butterfly fish, Popeye catalufa, garden eels. Kind of cool watching the eels swim too. Um, they have an exhibit over there that mimics the coastal shore wave churn with a sea anemone and, and other animals that live along the shore. And inside they had these touch poles where, and the volunteer there, I, she had to have been, she looked middle school, but she was probably high school age. So they do get young, younger people already involved. So I thought that was neat. And she could answer any of the questions and very personable. The another section that they have is the Northern Pacific. Here they have the diving birds like the puffins and other birds. And those are always kind of cool to watch dive into the water and they swim out in the, they swim in the water and you see them perch. So they have those. It's an indoor exhibit. They have a ton of jellyfish. Um, they had tiny, probably the size of a quarter. Two huge mm-hmm. jellyfish in different exhibits. And they're kind of, I believe it's a black light that they have there. So they're yeah. kind of luminescent, right? It, yeah. beautiful, beautiful displays. So we spend a lot of time in the jellyfish exhibits watching them. They also have a sea otter exhibit and it's always fun watching those mammals. They're, they're very yeah. interesting and fun to watch. The another section they have is called the tropical Pacific. This has a coral lagoon. And they have a tropical reef, which is the largest exhibit. It has 350,000 gallons of water. More than 500 animals in this, um, aquarium, in this particular aquarium. Groupers, angelfish, triggerfish, snappers, tangs. Uh, you can see Dory over there. And, um, I didn't see any clownfish, but they had a lot of very colorful fish in that. It was really cool. They also have a sea turtle exhibit. Which are the smallest of the sea turtles and these are endangered. I thought it was interesting that they had some endangered species here at the aquarium and they're, yep. they're part of the, I'll call it worldwide, um, conservation effort to bring these turtles and other animals back up to a population where they can release them back into the wild, but they're not there yet. And they'll tell you all about it when you look at these exhibits. And if you want to know more about it, they'll tell you about it. There's also a deep reef exhibit, which is coral, which I didn't know that there were coral that live in a deep reef where the light barely touches, but there are. Yeah. And they have the shark egg exhibit, which I thought was really cool. They, um, yep. They have the shark egg cases and they remove part of it and they put clear plastic so you can watch the shark develop. And it doesn't hurt the shark or anything like that. And they're kind of, I don't know, maybe like three inches big or so. Um, so yeah, can, that's
1: another thing that a lot of uh, aquariums, a lot of uh, ocean, oceanic aquariums are doing these days, is showing development of. things. It is really fun because you can actually watch them squiggle and squirm around in their egg cases and stuff like that. Yeah,
2: I thought that was so interesting. Um, they also have seahorses, sea dragons, ribbon fish, and pipefish, which are always really interesting, and, and unicorn fish, etc. Another section they have yeah. is called the Wonders of the Deep. Which is, um, you know, the majority of the oceans in the deep, the deep uh, part of it. And there's pine cone fish, king crabs, which are huge, and rat yes. among. And I'm only naming some of the fish. Of course, there's a lot more, but you guys will all fall asleep by the time I, I name them.
1: Tons.
2: <laughs> but there's also the the exhibit, the aquarium itself is two stories. So the first floor has certain exhibits that you wander in and out of. And then the second floor has more that you wander in and out of. And then you go outside, mm-hmm. and outside they have more. They have seals and sea lions, and they have a feeding show. And so you learn the differences between the seals and what and the sea lion, and where they live along the California coast. You know, um yep. in a future segment, I'm, I I might drag Nancy along on this one. I know that other people want to go, but I want to do one to the Channel Islands.
1: Yeah, that'd be fun.
2: Yes, there it's islands. Um, you go about a north. You go about an hour north from Disneyland. And these islands off the California coast have animals that cannot be harmed by humans, so they're not afraid of people. So, you know, it's not the Galapagos or Costa Rica and that beautiful tropical environment, but it's pretty close to it in how the animals interact with people. Well, these, the seals and sea lions, you know, are all over the Channel Islands because they are protected over there. And they tell you about it at the aquarium. They also have a ray touch pool. And they Mm -hmm. have rays from all over the Pacific. They had some really cool ones. And all they do, what they do tell you is only touch them with two fingers because the out, the, uh, outer layer, they have like a mucus covering over them that protects them from bacteria, et cetera. So they don't want us to scratch that off of them. And they have small sharks and stuff that you can actually touch also. So it was kind of fun to touch a sea, uh, a ray. And feel how kind of slimy they are versus a shark, which was kind of rough. So that was neat. They have a shorebird sanctuary. Um Among them, they have what they, they're called Guam mm-hmm. kingfishers, which are also endangered. They used to hang around there anyway. So when they built the sanctuary, they just popped them in there. And they're hoping to increase the population of those birds also so that they can put them in the wild. They have a lorikeet forest, which... I love
1: the lorikeets. I know it's one of my
2: favorite things to do. It's it's an aviary with a ton of lorikeets in there and some other birds. And you can buy nectar and little um and little
1: um. It's awesome. Yeah, they land everywhere. I have pictures of them on my head, on my shoulders. Yeah,
2: I think they're like little ounce or two ounce cups, and they have nectar and they'll come and they'll they'll sit on you and eat out of them. We got there. Right when they closed, so we weren't able to feed the lorikeets. We were just able to look at them. So they, they
1: have to take you back when they can do that. Oh, I, I
2: could, I could spend a lot of time in the in that bird. Yeah, I'd probably come out white yeah. after having them all sit. on I'd it like for to so take long. the
1: girls now that we've got chickens because you know they were a little bit tentative, you know, about all the birds landing on them mm-hmm. and stuff, and not really sure. But now that they're so used to handling birds all the time, I bet that you know they would just get even more out of it. Oh,
2: they probably would i think so um they also have an exhibit outside called the watershed you know watershed is basically Mm -hmm. where the water kind of drains into the ocean and we have a lot of those along the southern california well along the coast period and this shows you what is there and what they're doing to preserve it and we also have a fish called the steelhead fish which is kind of like the salmon it goes upstream to to spawn and then goes back into the ocean to live and so because of our population and because of you know we've cemented in some of our rivers in Los Angeles especially uh, it has hindered their spawning and so the aquarium with others are trying to figure out a way how to keep them going so it's interesting to see the how it explains how they work how they survive and you see this in steps and they have people there explaining it. So it's not preachy, but it's still very educational in how you do things. They also have a shark lagoon with all kinds of different sharks. I was fascinated by the sawfish shark. I don't know how mm-hmm. those things swim with this huge saw in front of it. The saw must have been two feet or more long. Yep. They're very long. So I was, I, I was watching those for quite a while, but it's, it was nice. And of course, like Michael said earlier, they have the penguin habitat with um, a bunch of their penguins, and the penguins there have come from zoos and also rescues. So they—that's how they get those animals. In addition, to I've been the,
0: watching the penguins on the webcam.
2: Oh, I didn't know they had a webcam.
0: They have all kinds of webcams. They have sea jelly webcam. They, and it looks like in most of their exhibits, there's webcams.
1: What a great way to get your kids excited for a visit. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. You get, you know, before you're, pl- while you're planning your trip to Disneyland and, and doing this as a day six, you get your kids onto the webcams and let them watch the webcams. And
2: yeah. then you see them in person. Yeah. I think that's really neat. Well, in addition to these exhibits that you have, they have an ocean theater. It is an additional price, but they have 3D and 4D movies. Right now they're showing turtle vision 4D and penguins 3D. So that's, we didn't do that ourselves. We ran out of time, but that's something else to watch. They also have an animal care center there. And I think one of the cool things there, especially for, for if you have young kids, you know, there's kids typically go through a stage where they're very interested in animals. And I remember my daughter wanting to be a vet when she was eight, nine years old and her friends wanting to be vets or doing something with animals well. You can interact with the vet and the staff over there about with the animals that they're caring for. And they have other, they're not really exhibits, but it's open areas that are open to the public. So I thought that was very interesting. They have, do they, um, go ahead. Nancy. Do they still
1: have the whale? Pre- do they still have the, the whale visual presentation in the big hall that they used to do? Cause that the way that hall is designed, um, they can actually do a huge presentation, a multimedia presentation. They close the um, the
2: blinds, right?
1: The, they close the blinds that are on the second level and second, second to third level area, um, and then it darkens the whole space. And then they project on those blinds and stuff. I'm
2: glad you said that because we came out as they were opening the blinds. So I was so when I oh. came out, I said, "Oh, there was something that was happening that we missed." So. Yes, they do. So do you want me to? Yeah, go ahead.
1: It's a really cool presentation on whales and their habitats, um, some of the things that threaten them in the wild, uh, and just whales in general, um, you know, their, their pred- you know, the people who are, I should say not the people, the people who work with them, the animals that exist with them. It's just really, really cool. And, you know, having it all with the blue whale and her calf hanging in front of you is just a really, really cool presentation because it kind of brings it home in an extra dimension. I- it's almost as if you're swimming with the whale while you're there.
2: That's one of the things that impressed me about the aquarium or how many interactive, um, I'll call them exhibits or shows, et cetera, that they have there. That it's very engaging. You just don't go there and it's not like an art gallery where you go and you study the picture. It's these are live animals you're looking at and people are ex- there explaining them to you. And like Nancy said, you have things like, like this, this presentation that calls the attention because no matter where you're standing, either on the first or second floor or down below in the main hall, you can see the presentation. So it's just available to everybody who's there. You just got to know. Like, that's why I say, When you first get there, look at the show times. You get your little guidebook, but you also get an insert with the times, just like at Disneyland where you get the guide that tells you what time everything is. Take time to look at that so you can take full advantage when you're over there and choose. In addition to all of these things that we've been talking about that are are included in the price, you can do some extra adventures. You can do a behind-the-scenes tour. Um, that's for an, it's an hour guided tour that also takes you up on top where you can feed the fish. They have animal encounters to feed and interact with them, um, feed the lorikeets, like I told you, and you have a dive immersion that lets you dive into an a, a aquarium exhibit. Now, when we were in the Blue Cavern with a diver talking to us, there were three other divers with them. So I don't know if that's what they're talking about or if they were... Oh, that could be. Yeah, that's, and that's why I'm thinking, you know, maybe... When he's talking to all of us, then there's something else they do with the people diving. But since I can't breathe underwater, I probably will never do that. But it's just some cool opportunities. Go ahead.
1: Does it have to, in that thing, does it say you have to be an actual diver? Or is it more like a, a, you know... a, not a snuba experience, but with the the tank above, and you're just in the mouthpiece where you don't have to be certified. Because I mean, it's a a limited tank, a, you know, a limited space tank. Yeah, I'm trying
2: to remember. I don't. I didn't notice if they had tanks on their backs or if they were just breathing from the top. It makes more sense that they would be breathing from the top, just because of, like you said, the size of that tank. They mm-hmm. go there. But there's so many opportunities. You have the other the re- you know that big reef. That could be another one where they go um, down into yeah. so, which would be kind of cooler to go in there, I think, since it is bigger. The Aquarium of the Pacific is open every day of the year except for Christmas and the weekend of the Long Beach Grand Prix, which is held in April. Just because you would never be able to get there with all of those cars racing around Long Beach.
1: The- well, they block off the streets yeah. and the right at the aquarium area.
2: Yeah, they race right there. There is free Wi-Fi throughout the exhibit, and that's probably because of the app that you download that where you could um, listen to details about the different exhibits. And there's also stations throughout the aquarium inside and net where you can stamp your book with an embossed seal. So you get these little guides and then they have a clear spot in the corner, um, a blank space in the corner, and you go and you emboss it with a seal. So my nephews, they enjoy doing that because they can say, okay, we've seen this one. We've seen that one. So that's something that, you know, kids like to have something to do. So if you give them that responsibility, they're the ones that get the stamps. They're more involved. There's also an opportunity to grab lunch at the aquarium. So if you don't pack something to eat, you can get a bite at the indoor cafe or at the one of the stands outside. So inside, you're going to get things like sandwiches, salads, et cetera. Outside, you're going to get pizza, hot dogs ice cream, and other snack foods. And since we did get to the aquarium late, we only had a couple of hours to see everything. So I think minimum, you'd want to spend two hours, minimum. Um, and then you could probably spend up to four hours easily to see all the different exhibits and and the programs and everything over there. Um, we did have to leave because I had also booked the whale watching and our boat was going to leave at 3.30 p.m. So 3.30 to 6.30 for the well watching portion. We walked out of the aquarium and the boat was docked to the left. So it was just probably, um, three minute walk to get in line for the boat. Since I had purchased this, um, online, we had the paper tickets. We just gave it to them on the boat. We didn't have to exchange them. So I thought that was a time, a big time save. What I would say is when you get up to the aquarium, don't be afraid to ask where you go to get on the boat for whale watching and where you need to go because it's kind of big in that area. And if you've never been there before, I almost walked in the wrong direction when my son said, well, mom, maybe it's that one where the sign says whale watching. So, oh, to the left. Okay. So, um, we probably had about maybe 50, a little over 50 people on the boat. It was good size, but we had two decks on it. There was seating upstairs. But since we got there kind of late, we weren't able to sit upstairs. So we sat inside. They had nice tables and and padded benches, etc. So we sat there by the window. And then you can either, on the first level or the main level, you can walk all around the boat, stand in the front, stand in the back, or stand on the sides. So we were kind of doing it all. We were sitting inside chatting going outside to watch the scenery, you know, as you're leaving where the, where the, uh, where the boats dock, you're going past the Queen Mary and you're going past all of the stuff that's happening in the Harbor. And it's just so interesting that you really don't want to be inside as you leave. And then as you make it out into the ocean where, you know, it's a little bit more, more rocky, et cetera, then you can do whatever. Um, I had fun standing on the side and I'd get the spray. It was kind of warm that day. We've been going through this heat wave, right? So I was standing there, and every so often, as the boat would hit the water, the spray would come up, and and uh, it was just very refreshing to stand out there. Um, we were we saw tankers, and there was another boat looking for whales, and I'm sure they were talking to each other. It was too hazy for us to see Catalina Island, but on a clear day, you'd also be able to see Catalina Island. So, in the back, we saw you know a clear Long day in B- Los Angeles. Pardon me.
0: A clear day in Los Angeles.
2: Yeah. Well, we're coming up on the winter, so we're, we're, we get a few in there. Okay. They're few and far between. If you're at Disneyland and you can see the San Gabriel Mountains to the north, then very clearly, not hazy, then there's a chance you might see part of Catalina. We couldn't see anything. It was like Catalina wasn't even there, though. It was just... Um But we could see um Newport Beach, where they have the Fashion Island, all those buildings, and we could see the dome for... Next to the Queen Mary, where the spruce goose used to sit in Long Beach. So that was, that was kind of cool to see that. Um, the trip was really nice. Um, now what we did see is somebody did spot a whale and it was a blue whale. And in a case for those who don't know, the blue whale is the largest animal in the world. The tongue of a blue whale is the size of an elephant. That's how big those animals are. So the boats will get near them, but they won't get really close to them. They'll get, they get to where you can see them, but they won't go right up next to them, which I think is different than the experience for those who've gone well watching in Alaska. So we saw a spray in the distance and our boat got close enough to see the whale spout and to see it come out of the water. And it did this a few times. And even though it says blue whale, it's not really blue. So for those who think you're going to see a blue whale coming up and down, it's, not blue it looked gray to me um, you can the whale would go up and down as it would it would swim along and then it would t- plunge down and you can see the difference in the color of the water when it would go down as we were watching the whale the captain was explaining giving us tit, uh, trivia about the whales and their, ha- and their habits and sort of so it just made it really interesting and they would tell us when, before we took off he said okay the boat The front of the boat's 12 o'clock. The back of the boat's 6 o'clock. And then, you know, we had 3 o'clock and 9 o'clock. So when he told us the whale was at 2 o'clock or the whale was at 4 o'clock, we knew where to go to see the whale. So it was very helpful to do that. And anybody, everybody was on the lookout for them. So the whale, we only saw one whale. He did come up a, a few times. I think we saw it a total of three times. And the last time that we saw the whale, it actually went up and we saw the tail, the fluke go up and then go down. So of course everybody was very excited. We all took a ton of pictures. So I have, um, some neat pictures of that when we were there. Everybody in, in my family was excited because none of us had ever, um, seen a whale in the, in the wild before. And so. Uh, Nick was thrilled and the boys were thrilled to see that. In addition to the whale, we also saw some dolphins swimming along and we saw a seal. It was so cute when we were waiting for the whale, a seal came up and was kind of checking us out and was swimming around or a sea lion. It wasn't a seal. It was a sea lion swimming around and checking us out. So we thought that was really cool. Um, we took our jackets because I say that in Southern California, you always take your jacket because you never know when it's going to cool down, but we never needed it. It was just a beautiful afternoon. So, um, it turned out to be a really fun outing that day. And I would say, um, in retrospect, I would have liked to have got to the, uh, arrived at the aquarium earlier in the day. I, w- I wish we had got there when it opened instead of in early afternoon because within walking distance along the harbor, there were a bunch of kiosks. And whether they were having arts and crafts or selling other items, it would have been really nice just to go exploring. There's a lot, there's a lot happening in the Long Beach area and especially in that area where they have the aquarium and the whale watching. And if...
1: No, oh, heck yeah. yeah right? Ever since they developed that, ever since they developed the Pike area, yes, um, right across the way, there's a big bridge that connects the aquarium to the rest of the Pike shopping district. And... A lot of the stuff, so you can safely cross over um, and leave your car in that parking garage for for quite a while. And tons of stuff to do. We hadn't even begun to explore it. The last time we were there, you know, there was still even more things under construction. So that's all been completed. Yeah, it's been, like you said, go ahead, Michael.
0: I have a question. Where is this in relation to the Queen Mary?
2: We could see the it Queen is- Mary from from... The aquarium. So, if you're looking, you get from, off
1: at the exit before.
2: Yeah, if you're if you're looking out at the ocean from the aquarium, the Queen Mary is going to be on the right hand side,
1: kind of like okay. in front
2: of you and to the right. It's it's really it's really close. Okay. And also, like Nancy we said, that bridge that she was talking about, um, it's kind of the facade of the bridge is a roller coaster, and that's because the big wooden roller coaster for the Pike used to be in that spot where the bridge currently sits and in the next six day day six adventure we'll talk about that some more so and other combo tickets that you can get at the aquarium to save money if you're looking to do things in los angeles is admission to the queen mary because it's so close the battleship Mm -hmm. iowa which sits in san pedro across the big bridge called the vincent thomas bridge you also can get a combo ticket that includes the la zoo or the natural history museum um, for the other, other things to do in another day. The Queen Mary, you could probably do the same day as the aquarium though.
1: You can also keep an eye on, um, on Amazon Local and Groupon for discounts.
2: Well, I'm glad you said that right now. Um, if anybody happened to go to Derviner Schnitzel, they had tickets that had $7 off of the, of Aquarium of the Pacific. Also, if you work for a large corporation, look for your discounts, because that is included on discounts for that too. Um, yep. the, dis from the Disneyland resort, it's just a little over 25 miles on the freeway. It'll take anywhere from half an hour to an hour, depending on traffic to get there. And like Nancy and I said, there's a lot to do in long beach, several places to eat. They have some really nice restaurants over there. They have a lot of chains and they also have a lot of unique restaurants in that area. They have a really nice dueling bar, a uh, piano bar. Uh, for those adults who might want to make a day and an evening over there, you can certainly do that in the Long Beach area. And like I said, I'll be covering that in my next Day 6 adventure. Yeah. I
1: was going to say, we should even do a Day 6 on the Queen Mary because there's so much to do. Oh, yeah. And so many different events that they offer and special touring stuff. And Yeah. Oh, my gosh.
2: they they At one time, Long Beach was getting kind of seedy and long the uh when the naval uh, I forget if it was Queen Mary or who, but they made an agreement they would um improve the area, and they did they wiped out all the tattoo parlors and Aww. they made it into yeah i'm sorry tom <laughs> there were there were a lot though it was kind of like I don't know if you would want to go to those ta- tattoo parlors yeah, probably not <laughs> come out scalped or something but um they the on well, air- Disney
1: was part of that. It oh, was part of that move to clean up Long Beach. That's
2: because at one time they were going to expand in that area. Yep. But it turned out that they didn't do that. However, it's a it's a wonderful, beautiful, family-friendly uh, site now. Very cool. Stay tuned.
0: All right. Thank you, Mary Jo. Thank you, everyone. That is going to do it for this segment of the Design Unplugged. Be sure to catch all of our other Disneyland shows this week. And, of course, we will be back again with you next week. Until then, remember, Disneyland is always more magical when it's shared. Thanks for listening.